do it. You want to explain this horrific ghetto setup that I just came up with? <laughs> we, we keep moving rooms in our house to do this podcast. <laughs> so we're in the guest room now, which is our study because it is not a guest room right now. Yeah. And we have a couch in here that we're sitting on and there's a black folding chair that you've somehow clamped these microphones to <laughs> very precariously. It is it is probably the weakest most ghetto setup I've ever put together. If we move too much, the microphones will just collapse. Yeah, and and we're at the risk of just kind of crumbling the whole thing, but this is feeling pretty good. I mean, it's a good room in it's, the house to Yeah, do. there's not a lot of bounce back, and mm-hmm. we got the live track now. And if you're joining us joining us for the first time, this is our kids asleep. We're trying to fight the cats. The cats are trying to get in again. But we'd like to talk to you about a movie that we saw recently that we love. And I forgot about how much I love this. It was called... It's called Crazy Stupid Love. Okay, you totally uh, missed the cue. Sorry, I was listening. For Were you waiting for the cats? Yeah. There he is. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Okay. You're just going to jump right into it, huh? You're not going <laughs> to... Before I get to the main event, did you want to get to something else? no foreplay or anything. I'm sorry. Just okay. jumping right into it. That is... I guess you introduced us. It's fine. I'm Maddie. By the way, you got to start over. <laughs> oh, this is bullshit. Let's do it again. Let's throw this episode in the trash. Let's start with a clean slate. Hi, everyone. This is Jay Alejandro, and I'm joined by my wife, Maddie. Can you say hi, Maddie? Hi. Hello. How's your day? It's just, going well. Would you like to go it's over that? Nearly over. Let's <laughs> go get this shit done. <laughs> We are, we are indeed on fumes right now, running on fumes, not on fumes. That would be bad. Nobody we are running on and on fumes. Yeah. And we'd like to welcome you to this episode, which will be a movie review. We'll talk about the big decisions. Can we talk about big decisions? Then? Yeah, Let's, we definitely should. We've had some revelations, but mainly we really wanted a car or did we? <laughs> We thought we did for a second. So what happened? We went to get your car looked at, which is a 2005, you know, Subaru. It's just kind of doing its thing. What did they tell you? Yeah. So it's a 2006. How dare you? Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's mine. It's um, Yeah, it's a Subaru. And it's got, you know, hundred, nearly 150,000 miles on it. So it's got it's, some history. It's, it's up there. It's seen some shit. Um, and so I took it in because the check engine light's been on for God knows how long. And, uh, you know, we're going to Denver in a, in a week. And so I was like, well, let's get it looked at. Maybe we can take my car instead. Um, and so I took it in and he pretty much told me, we're going to change the gas cap. <laughs> I was like, that's it. <laughs> the gas cap is the problem. <laughs> And he said, well, no. He's like, literally everything is leaking. (laughs) It was like that scene in We Bear Bears where the doctor looks at him and he goes, literally everything is wrong with you. (laughs) Like, that's what he said about my car. Yeah. Um, He just said, like, everything is leaking, like, leaky. He didn't say everything is leaking. He said it's leaky. 
Um, so the Which turbo, a- the struts, I don't, everything. So he said, are you having to top it off in between oil changes? I was like, yes. And he's like, okay. And he's pretty much said, like, all this stuff, you could fix it, but you'd essentially be sinking thousands of dollars into, you know, a car that's already got one foot in the grave. So it's on its way out. We didn't do that. So he just said, you know, if you're going to drive it to Denver, uh, check the oil before you leave and before you come back. So you don't end up in a situation. So we're not going to do that. We're probably just going to rent a car. Uh, to avoid that problem altogether. So what did we decide to do when well, we got to that point? We were swept away, were we not? What happened? <laughs> so we were like, okay, well, maybe it's time we start looking at buying a new car. Um, because this one is clearly on its way out. So, yeah. you know, I I spent maybe half an hour or so, 45 minutes, looking online at the dealers in town and cars are so expensive. They are indeed. Okay, like so much more expensive than I thought they were. <laughs> and <laughs> well, you've gone almost 10 years without buying. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. You've gone about 3 or 4 years without buying a car. Yeah, but the, the car that I did buy was from a private seller. It's not really comparable. It was used. Yeah. yeah, it's not comparable to buying it from a dealer. Mm-hmm. So um you know, uh, wanting to buy a car that's like less than five years old, less than a hundred thousand miles, is essentially like you're going to pay at least twenty thousand dollars, right? You know, and and if you want to the mileage to be a little bit higher, you can maybe look at fifteen. And you know, most people don't have that money just lying around, so. You know, we were going to have to take out a car loan. And I well, look, looking at the picture, though, I mean, it was it was like a, like an escalation that happened very, very quickly because we were swept away and we said, OK, your car is a dumpster fire on wheels. We need to do something about it. We immediately that evening went to look and browse and we started falling in love with vehicles and the idea of these vehicles that we had been looking at for years. So we got to the end of it where we just stepped back for a moment and realized these are the prices. These are the prices that we're looking at right now. And it got pretty real for a moment. And I think that maybe you and I are particularly, I don't want to say thrifty, but we're fairly frugal compared to you know, most folks, I think. I guess so, because I didn't really, I don't. Because I don't see the, the investment. Like I would still rather have a used car then go out and get something that's going to be $30,000. Yeah. And I think for me, so the, I didn't, I mean, obviously we were like, okay, that we're not making any decisions. And so the next day I was at work and I was like, I just don't think I was like immediately, I had buyer's remorse before we even went to the <laughs> dealer. Like I was like, we shouldn't be doing this. Which is the sign of a conscience that's working, or at <laughs> least the conscientious part of your brain that said, do you really want to tack on more debt to what you already have? Yeah. And, and you know, we've made so much progress in like paring down 
our debts. You know, we pretty much just have like student loans left. It's been almost a decade of work. Yeah. And taking care of these loans. And and, and then and like on top from of school. all Yeah. And then on top of all that, you're thinking about adding fifteen to twenty thousand more dollars in a car loan. Yeah. And you mentioned something though that was really peculiar the day after maybe no, it was two days after we started looking when we had made our decision we're not going to buy anything. You were driving down the street and what did you see all around you? Brand new cars. Everywhere. Everywhere. At least, you know, a couple of years old. And it made me think how many people are driving around with a $40,000 car loan hanging over their heads. Yeah. Or even worse, they're just leasing the car, which is essentially like indefinitely renting it That's for wild, five hundred dollars a month or whatever it yeah. is. You know, like you, it's like you're seeing like twenty twenty one vehicles. You know, and and it's like, you, I mean, you may have bought that car, I guess, but like chances are you're leasing it, and it's just like. And it's everywhere. It was like yeah, 80% of vehicles. Yeah, you get a, a real sense of the stronghold that this type of commerce has. And you kind of feel out of place that you don't feel like you should be getting a new car. I mean, we had that for a split second. We came to our senses and said, that's not going to work with our goals. That's not going to line up. And we decided, you know what? I'd rather drive these beater cars until. We really can't, and then we'll probably get another used car, which is kind of okay, but some people are not willing to do that, but I think it's a status symbol as well. It is a, a point of pride for a lot of people, folks who really invest in cars as a hobby, which is not a hobby that I envy or want. I guess it just comes down to your priorities. Right. You know, and and I think so little about my car. You know, <laughs> like it's it's so low on the list of things that I care about that it just doesn't make sense to me to 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 buy a car that's that expensive. Yeah. You know, and so it's just like the more I thought about it, the more I was like, okay, can I think of how many things can I think of that I would rather spend my money on? Yeah. Every month than a car. And I came up with like 10 things. So I was like, okay, clearly this isn't important enough to me yeah. to make this kind of commitment, you know? And, and so we kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, now is not the time. We have financial goals. We have familial goals, you know, like going on, you know, trips together. And, you know, we've got the main trip coming up in a few months. And so... There's things that that are just more important to us at this moment than a car. So, you know, both our cars are running. You know, they get us to and from work. Yes, maybe we're not going to take them out of town anymore. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of an easy fix. It's $100 to rent a car for two days. Yeah, and we thought about that. Hopefully down the road we'll be able to go on more out-of-town trips. But even so... Renting a vehicle for those kind kinds of trips will be more cost effective mm -hmm. for us than to actually have a five hundred dollar payment every single month, or even a two. I just don't want to have a car payment. That's what it comes down to. It, yeah, whether it's 
150 or 500 or 300. I don't want it. I don't want to have a car payment. So it's a lot to think about right now. Yeah. And I just, you know, we have other more important goals. So why add to the burden? Right. One thing I would like to have though is this. Okay. So I saw this ad for Rode microphones. They were running a contest last year or the year before, which was really cool. It was a van, but it was a studio van. And it had all kinds of microphones and gear and all kinds of shit. They were giving it away. I didn't win, but I still have that dream that maybe when we have a little bit extra to spare, either I'm going to get a shed quarters when I can go in there and scream into the microphone whenever I want to, or I'm going to get a van that's a studio on wheels. (laughs) And that will be amazing. It'll be the greatest thing that this town has ever seen. Mm. A studio on wheels. Yeah. But I have that I have that weird thing. Remember I talked to you about this strange childhood dream to live in a van. Yeah. <laughs> like <Yes>. my, my <laughs> uncle had that Chimo van that had like a bed in it and he would tour because he was a touring musician, mm. like on the very, very low end. <laughs> And he has he had his own Chimo van with a bed and had the shag carpet and the amenities. <laughs> amenities. <laughs> but as a kid, you look at that and you and you think did that's have, the coolest. Did thing. it have curtains or did it not? Have it any? had curtains. Did it have windows? It had windows, but there were curtains for the windows. Mm-hmm. Hence the. Hence the yeah. Chimo status. <laughs> <laughs> it was sick. It it had like this this. Uh, cool uh late 70s kind of vibe it was nice mm-hmm. anyway i'm I'm sorry that that's just completely <laughs> beside the point on but the list of things that someday maybe someday yeah i'd rather go for the shed quarters first though shed mm. quarters you i saw, can't have a shed quarters in the rocky mountains i saw your dad your mom and dad's new shed that they got yeah. for a like under a thousand dollars yeah but that thing's and, not insulated yeah i'd be pretty cold but i still <laughs> got the illusion back in my heart about mm-hmm. wanting to get i think what you're wanting is like a, a tiny guest house not a, that not does a, exist not a shed i'd be okay with a shed if you lived in like a warmer climate, the shed quarters would be a thing. But then it'd but be, here, but then it'd be like swampy or like hot, you know, yeah. in, in some other areas. If I were in the desert, it'd be like a furnace. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. Yeah. I just need to get one of those tiny homes. Yeah, that's what it is. Put it in the back. Like a tiny home. Have a big But desk. it's just like one room. It's yeah. like a tiny studio apartment. Yeah. And that way... I can take all my shit out of the house so you won't get mad at me. Because, like, you walk into a room in this house and there's a microphone in the guest room. There's a recorder in the, you know, bedroom. I don't take it into the shitter because I can't multitask. (laughs) Well, it was in our closet for a while, which is next to the shitter. The walk-in closet. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, we didn't buy a car. We're not going to. And we're not going to. That's right. We. It was, like, the most adult decision it it really was do you think we would have made that choice 10 years ago well we didn't have the money to make that choice 10 (laughs) years ago (laughs) yeah i mean i think 10 years ago i don't think we would have had the maturity necessarily to make that decision but we just wouldn't have had the money so it wouldn't have been an issue (laughs) it's like what people own their cars yeah 
you can you can purchase these things <laughs> right but um yeah i mean i don't know i'd like to ask you folks do you ever feel like you did something that was very adult very grown up very responsible did you high five your partner <laughs> did you shout it from the rooftops like michael scott de- declared ba- bankruptcy that one episode <laughs> i wonder because I, I think that a lot of parents, a lot of grown-ups are really celebrating, and if not, they should celebrate their financial wins. Even if it's denying if, yourself something that, exactly. you, that you really want. This is the most adult episode we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, I don't know. You know, it's fun to look at cars. It's it fun is. to, you know, like, I really like the Toyota 4Runner. They're sick. But, oh my God, they are $40,000. Yeah. Even the used ones. Swanky. Very swanky. You know, yeah, you drive them until, I mean, you could drive it for 30 years and it won't break down on you. But, like, all the ones I saw that were even remotely affordable were, like, 200,000 miles, 180,000 miles. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not there to make that kind of It's just not there for us right now. It really isn't. So... Consider your next huge expenditure and hope to see you there. Because <laughs> maybe down the road we'll be able to afford something like that. Yeah. We can choose to afford something like that. Yeah. Which is a great luxury. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the movie. Okay. Because this film that we saw called Crazy Stupid Love, it's a wonderful film. We hadn't seen it in about maybe six years. I hadn't seen it in a long time. I had watched it. In, you saw it recently? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. I, don't, I don't remember the last time, but definitely less than six years ago. What prompted you to watch the movie again? It was on Netflix. It came up on the recommended. Was, yeah, and I um, hadn't seen it in a while, and I wanted something that I'd seen before. Yeah. And that was kind of easy. One of the great things about this movie is how. Did we well, say the title? It's Crazy Stupid yeah. Love. Okay. We said Crazy Stupid Love, starring Steve Carell, <laughs> Julianne Moore, Kevin Bacon, a few other people, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Gosling, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Really strong cast, but this, the script is pretty damn good. You look at that movie and you realize that it's fairly timeless. There are some things that don't fit anymore, like this, the cell phones, obviously, because this movie came out in like 2009. 11. Two, 2011. Okay, so it's 10 years old now. But I mean, the, the phones really age a movie. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> now, most of the movie would be a silent film because you'd just be seeing the text scrolling as yeah. people try to communicate over DMs or text messaging yeah. or whatever. But... If you're willing to set that aside, the narrative is so strong that it just draws you in. And it's it's fun. It's very fun and light, and I really enjoyed it. It was exactly what we needed. Yeah. So it came at the right time. I um I don't know. I think it's uh it's a funny movie. It's a sweet movie. But it's also kind of got these um, fairly um, 
serious thematic elements. You know, there's oh for sure infidelity and divorce and how to raise a child. Yeah, as you're going through very um, difficult stages. Yeah, and uh, being middle aged and you know dealing with having been with the same person your whole life and yeah. and you know those kinds of things and um, you know it has kind of like these great plot moments you know that like these great reveals yeah and uh you don't see that a lot in romantic comedies like you don't get <laughs> yeah. a twist in a romantic comedy very often yeah uh something you're not expecting yeah. and so i think that's kind of what makes it fun is that there's these seemingly separate stories going on but they're connected in ways you don't understand until the end of the movie they come together very beautifully yeah it's very rewarding and uh yeah, and I think, um, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, like, Ryan Gosling is like, he and Emma Stone are like these ungodly attractive people. Yeah. But they make them so genuine in the movie that you kind of forget how attractive they are. Yeah. Like, they're kind of goofy and funny and... You know, well, they reveal something of themselves that's more than just the artifice, right? It's more yeah. than just look at me, look it, at the way I look. It's more of, yes, I'm attractive, but here's the personality. Here's the quirkiness of who I am as a like person. Like they allowed pretty people to be funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you kind of <laughs> forgot how pretty they were yeah. because, you know, you're too busy like laughing at what they're, because they're still doing like stupid human things, even though they're stupidly attractive and it's very funny to see ryan gosling really play that part mm -hmm. as initially you see him as the mysterious mm -hmm. the smooth kind of guy at the bar who's insanely handsome and then the movie sort of unravels that uh, i guess stereotype and allows you to see a deeper part of him mm -hmm. And I like that his guard is fully let down by the end of it when he's having the scene with Steve Carell yeah. at the bar once again. And the the complete 180 yeah. takes place. Mm -hmm. But I think that he does a very good job because I don't think that he gets a lot of those opportunities. No, he's very typecast. You well, know, maybe he's, now he's older, you know. But. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's always like the lead guy, mm -hmm. the, the hero, the handsome guy, the... yeah. You know, and in this movie, he kind of got to be, he got to be that, but he also got to be funny, mm -hmm. you know, endearing. Yeah. That kind of thing. Who was in La La Land with Emma Stone? Him. Really? Ryan Gosling. I still haven't seen that movie. Yeah. You're I not still, missing like, much. I don't know, man. I don't want to be honest. I don't remember much about it, so it can't have yeah, been that like, good. I only saw it once, but. I'm sure it'll. I'm sure it's great. We can but, watch it if you want. Yeah, and just out of curiosity, but I'm not really interested in another movie about Hollywood or no, another movie no, about. Yeah, that's not the reason uh, to watch it. I mean, it's you know, it's a musical, so that's a little fun. It's fun. Sure, I love musicals. I think they're but wonderful. It's not, you know, Moonlight deserved to win that year, <laughs> and it did win. <laughs> yeah, even though it didn't initially, they announced it wrong. Oh. But yeah, it's uh, La La Land's fine. This is way better. 
Crazy stupid. Oh, bugs for sure. <laughs> and I, it reminds me of just like with all ensemble movies, they just remind me of Love Actually. Yeah. And I love how it's woven. Yeah. It feels like a tapestry, mm-hmm. like different flavors. You get to sample a, a variety of different characters that support the main idea. How difficult and how complicated it is to be in a relationship mm-hmm. or to have affection and to share that affection. Will somebody reciprocate? Am I going to get it thrown in my face? There, There's a lot of that, like you said. But for me now, it's it's been, I empathize with Steve Carell and Julianne Moore's character more than ever. Because like you were saying, you've been in a relationship. I mean, we've been together for a while now. I think, I mean, if you count since 06, mm-hmm. we're old now. Yeah. We have It's a long time to be together. We have history together. We've grown up together and we've a lot of our, you know, development has come at the hand of of each other. And it reminds you not to get complacent. It reminds you to do better every single day for the person you care about and not just give up. Right. Or or get too comfortable that you're not going to do the little things that made you both happy before. So I was thinking about that, that, like right after we saw that the following day, I was at work, I had a little break and I was thinking we should have more date nights. We should go and do more things mm-hmm. like we used to, because you never know. I mean, these we're, it feels like this is something that we need to work at, even though you and I I feel that we're incredibly happy every single day because we genuinely care about each other and we want what's best for each other. When you get mad at me, it's because you know I can do better. And that sort it's that sort of relationship, but even those kinds of relationships need to work at being married. Yeah, and I think the longer you're together, the more you have to put in an effort to to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't just go to the same restaurant and order the same entree and yeah. walk the same paths and drive the same streets all the time. Or we become the dining dead like uh, Yeah, like <laughs> Jim Eternal Carrey Sunshine. said in Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, and and it's it's an easy trap to get caught in. Yeah. And you know, I think we we do a fairly good job of trying to of trying to break out of a rut if we feel we're stuck in a rut. Um, you know, we'll try a new restaurant at the, at the very minimum, we'll do something like, let's try a new restaurant. Let's order something different. Let's drive down this street instead of this street. You know, yeah. let's uh, see a person in concert we haven't seen before. You know, let's take a trip to Maine somewhere we've never been before. <laughs> You know, so it's like have like making the effort to like have new experiences together, I think is uh, a good way to combat that sort of dining dead. I agree. Syndrome. Dining dead syndrome. That's exactly it. And this is the beautiful thing about movies like this. It, it's not a message movie, but right. it's it's an appreciation movie where you can look at it and by the end of it you say, God, I'm glad I'm in a relationship. Or somebody else might say, I'm glad I'm not in a relationship and I can just laugh at these people's Mm -hmm. misfortune. Uh, But holy shit, Marissa Tomei was also very, very funny in that. (laughs) She's great in it. She's tremendous. 
I, I do appreciate her. Uh, I've been a fan for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I can see why. She's, Stop. She's your type. Sure. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> Small. <laughs> An alcoholic. <laughs> Dark-haired. No, she was in a movie with Robert Downey Jr. called Only You, which was mm-hmm. like serendipity, but just kind of its own thing. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but I remember watching that movie in Mr. J's class because I, I think he might have wanted to use that as an example of story structure or theme or something like that. But it was a movie about chance and meeting somebody again that you fell in love with, like the moment you saw them. And she made a really good couple with Robert Downey Jr. And since then I was like, she's very pretty. Mm -hmm. She's very attractive. She's more attractive now. Oh yeah. I mean, she's gotten without a doubt. So much hotter. Yes. How does that happen? I don't understand. Julianne Moore too. Yeah. People are cursed with excellent genetics. That's what it is. And they don't have to worry about anything because they're rich. I saw that's true. (laughs) (laughs) No stress will not will keep you young forever. I uh, I saw it was like a BuzzFeed list of like celebrities at twenty and celebrities now. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling was on the list. He's so much hotter now. Yeah, they they grow into their features. They feel more. Maybe I'm just old, and I prefer older people. That's true. That could happen as well. Yeah. But that's why they make a movie called Crazy Stupid Love <laughs> that has different tiers of of characters yeah, for true. of all ages. all ages. And it's sort of like a buffet for good stories that appeal to every single demographic. So I can imagine somebody pitching that movie <laughs> and going like, listen, it's going to have the kid who's in love with the girl in high school. Then it's going to have the couple that's going through a really rough time. Then it's going to have the affair <laughs> and all kinds of shit. It's going to be for everyone. And then the executives are like, oh, yes, <laughs> this is the perfect thing we've been looking for. Yeah. But it's incredibly well written. Yeah. Even within those parameters of like a blockbuster romantic comedy, if there is such a thing, this is it. Mm-hmm. This covers all the bases for that. Yeah. And a truly enjoyable film. Yeah, it's a really good one. And it's on Netflix. And Steve Carell is a leading man. Yeah. Go watch it. Go love it. Go laugh a little. I think that was like the beginning of his foxy days. <laughs> when, when he started doing more leading man I guess. Kind of roles. Because, you know, he can, they make him look all frumpy in the beginning of the movie, but, you know, Ryan Gosling like shines him up. They dress him up. Him up. Yeah, yeah. It's like the she's all that transformation. <laughs> they take off his glasses and he's hot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe that was like the start of his silver fox days remember when like it was like i remember like all of a sudden seeing a picture of him and he had gone gray Mm. or you know like salt and pepper he wasn't maybe he just wasn't dying it or something but um and it was like the internet was so thirsty for like silver fox (laughs) steve carell or at least i was i don't know maybe it It just came no there there's a (laughs) there's a subsector like the never nudes yeah where you and a cluster of other <laughs> literally dozens of us <laughs> dozens of you yeah. are are out there praising his um aging beauty whatever yeah. it is Nancy Carell she's a lucky lady Nancy Carell yes <laughs> <laughs> but i do you remember when he was working on get smart and he was in the office and they got so fucking ripped for that movie for get smart yeah i i think it was season 3 when he was shooting get smart he was oh. still doing the office and the one, there was one episode where he had to take off his like like um 
his suit jacket. suit jacket and you could see like he was about to rip out of that shirt <laughs> it was like yeah. yeah you could tell he's working on an action movie i think it's yeah that's funny to me because get smart is like it's ridiculous that he had to get in shape for that movie because it's like it's such a silly movie. You wouldn't think that would be a thing. Yeah, but, but it's it's like the Ben Stiller in, in Meet the that's Parents. That's true. Where I can't remember who was talking about that, where they said, if you're going to be naked in a movie, even like from like just taking your shirt off. Yeah, he had like Oh, Bill one, Burr said that. Oh, Bill Burr. Yeah, he right. said, if you're going to take off your shirt in a blockbuster movie that millions and millions of people are going to see around the world, yeah. you're going to get in shape. Yeah. Because you don't want to be that, you know. Yeah unfortunate soul who's just well, not in shape and steve carell had to be next to anne hathaway the whole movie so yeah, it's like yeah he had to look at i gotta level the uh yeah the experience right? right but coming back to the movie i give that a tink yeah it's a good one and uh check it out it'll make it'll it's a it's a fun easy funny watch right it's a good film it'll make you feel good yeah you know what we did watch recently, and I don't know if you want to talk about this one because this might require a full episode, mm -hmm. but we saw Mystery Men mm. with our son. Have we not talked about Mystery Men? I maybe feel we like maybe we have. Okay, maybe we have. Well, Let's anyway. not talk about it then. What a fucking great movie that is. It's a is. good movie, and our son likes our it. Our son loved it. Yeah. I mean, other, otherwise- uh, Also on Netflix. Also on Netflix. Go oh, check it out one. right now. Did you want to talk about Raya? Did we talk about that? Oh, Raya was good. Or did we, we already... No, we haven't talked about Are it. Are you sure? Okay. You want to go into that for a sec? Sure. Okay. Yeah, when your sister was... So, Raya and the Last Dragon is the newest um, Disney movie that they released um, on Disney+. Plus. Well, they released it both in theaters and on Disney+, Plus with, like, premiere access, so... Yes, even if you have a subscription, you have to pay $30 to buy it. Um, so we bit the bullet. We purchased the movie yeah. and experienced it while my sister was here. Mm -hmm. What did you think? First impressions? It was very good. I liked it a lot. Mm. Um, it wasn't a perfect movie, but it was it was pretty darn good for... Um, I enjoyed it. I felt that it was nice that some communities will feel like they're being represented. I think that's a great thing. And I saw a video today of the comparison where you have the voice actors. I saw that video. Did too. you see that as yeah. well? I think I think our friend Becca shared it. But what a great thing mm -hmm. to see a cast like that of all of Asian people just in a, all Asian people in a major movie. I mean, it was like like what they did with Coco and what they yeah. did with you know they're following that kind of recipe. I don't care as long as more people are getting screen time. A lot of people are of color. I mean, it's long overdue. Yeah, but Aquafina is the best. The idea of putting the what? correct people of color in a movie yeah, about yeah. those people it won't it won't be hank azaria anymore unfortunately <laughs> sorry doing hank a poo you're out of work <laughs> yeah hank azaria is he's a good guy he'll find work doing other mm -hmm. other stuff he's still yeah, got chief wiggum yeah. so he'll be fine he's he'll got, be fucking timeless he's like half the cast of the simpsons <laughs> right so i don't think we'll all miss a poo that much but um yeah i don't know i liked raya i thought it was 
Raya is also following this trend of the female leads in Disney movies not being focused on boys. They're reinventing their princesses, if there's, you will. So there's no objective of being married or getting the guy or yeah. finding true love or none yeah. of that is present in these movies. It's being a real protagonist, following their mission, yeah. succeeding or growing and, and overcoming a lot of danger or obstacles to be better. Yeah, I really enjoy that. But it's an interesting thing. I mean, it's not going to happen with just one movie, but... Like I said, I mean, quote unquote princesses, that's getting that's getting redone. It's mm-hmm. getting a, a full reset. But it's a gradual thing with several movies yeah, Moana. in the works. Yeah. What were the other ones? Moana, this one. Uh well technically Wreck It Ralph too with uh yeah. Vanellope, a different uh That was almost ca- like that was poking fun at the whole princess exactly and but but the idea is to create a counter or a response to that old Mm -hmm. archetype of the helpless princess or whatever Mm -hmm. uh i heard and this was on twitter which is very alarmist about everything but there was some kind of film critic who was accusing the movie of stealing from avatar the last airbender because of the factions of Raya? the different tribes, yeah. And they were mm-hmm. saying that together they make, they they were the like dragon. one people, but because they're broken up, they took parts of the of the dragon mm-hmm. to represent each part of the, yeah. or each tribe. And they they made some kind of, they inferred that they stole from Avatar because the tribes were once one and they got sectioned off. But it's such a major thing that we see across storytelling that it's like what are you doing you know that's not uh yeah that's like a major um tenant of of trying to like bring cultures together when that's not one story doesn't have the rights to that model but it's yeah it's it's like some film critic bitching about whatever yeah but overall, I mean, just just personal take on this, I thought it was very well done, very enjoyable. And you could tell that they wrote this movie for this time because there is that message. And I don't know if it's too heavy or too on the nose to say you just need to be more trustful of those around you, even if they're a little bit different than you, or even if they believe different things than you do. Mm-hmm. That being kind of like the big thematic idea of that movie I don't know if we got slapped over the head with it or if it was just right, mm-hmm. but it felt appropriate. It felt like, yeah, this is, the, this is the time that we're living in. Mm-hmm. We should probably talk about this. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Yeah. It was still fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of good supporting characters, but I, I was going to say Aquafina is just a fucking treasure. Yeah, I love she her. She needs to be in every movie. She's the best. I love her raspy... <laughs> just just beautiful voice mm-hmm. it, it's and it, she's a rapper you said yeah she's a rapper i'll have to listen to her raps. yeah i've never heard <laughs> yeah. her rap either but but yeah. she's just she's full of character and full of like honesty and she was able to play that really well and i think that they allowed the girl who played the protagonist she was the girl from star wars yeah um I can't recall her name because I'm really bad with names, mm-hmm. but some might say that she 
was redeemed because she didn't get the right kind of screen time or she wasn't treated fairly in the cut of The Last Jedi. Maybe they cut her storyline in the final Star Wars, so people were throwing a fit about that. Mm. But I felt that she got a chance to really showcase her talents in this. She came across, she created a really strong character for Mm -hmm. this, and she fit well. Mm Mm-hmm. The voice yeah. talents, of course, you know, it's a Disney movie, so they're going to they're gonna go all out and get really awesome voice talent. Yeah. Voice work. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. And of course, our kid loved it. So I think yeah. that's the greatest test. If, if your kid enjoyed it and appreciated the gags, then I think we're in good shape. Yeah. I think it's he all good. He liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. So go and watch it with your family. If you got little ones, or if you don't, just go and watch a good movie. Yeah. And enjoy Raya and the Last Dragon. Let's give a tink to that one. Mm-hmm. That one gets a tink as well. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to talk about Weird Al mm-hmm. and how peculiar this is that this work, this sort of portfolio of parodies that this man has for probably 40 years now, it's about. He started in like the late 70s. Really? Yeah, or or early 80s, excuse me, to now. Mm -hmm. This man is a legend. I used to listen to Weird Al all the time. I taped his music videos (laughs) off of MTV2 whenever they played them. That's crazy that he, I didn't realize he had like music videos. Yeah, that was part of it. I mean, he had his own movie too. Really? He made a movie called UHF, which was sort of like a b movie it was it was very like low quality but it was campy as hell and fun weird but he had a track record for making music videos that that fit with the with the song and they parodied the original song but the reason i wanted to talk about that about that was because we got to show my son the parody of eat it because mm-hmm. i happened to put beat it from michael jackson on one of the playlists that we listen to fairly regularly. And I just had a moment. I think it was when we came to drop off some coffee for you. And I said, you know what? There's this whole thing that I haven't shown my son. Like this this other music that I used to listen to growing up. A lot of music in Spanish. A lot of music that I thought was cool back in the day. One of those artists was Weird Al, of course. And it clicked. And I, I said, why haven't I shown him this he would love that it's all farts and silly bits in particular eat it it's just like one big fat gag and i played the song for him i played beat it and then i played eat it and he was very serious our son is very serious and very like focused he wants to he wants to take in the information and have a response to it and when the fart started, he just like, huh? Okay, it's like this is wow. I'm I'm into this. This song slaps. <laughs> and now for the last couple of days, we've been listening to that song on repeat because he really appreciates it. And then we found the side by side comparison of the music video, mm. and they did such a great job even even back then to match a lot of the the big shots of the music video and some of the frames as closely as closely as they could and it just left me with this again this idea that some great artists and I include Weird Al in this statement 
are truly timeless and they can transcend time. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I got to pass that down to him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's, uh, he's really into Michael Jackson. <laughs> he really is. He loves it. He loves smooth criminal. Yeah. He loves uh thriller, but we haven't shown him the music video cause it's kind of scary. Yeah. The fucking zombies, even mm. though they got moves, they're still, <laughs> they're still falling apart and yeah. kind of unappealing. Yeah. But, it's good to pass on some things to your kids that you, at one point in time, I mean, I, I'm not really so much into Weird Al at all, and I haven't been for about 15 years, but in the moment, it was it was discovering uh, a treasure that you just wanted to, you know, share with your friends every chance that you got. To share that with my son was really special. Mm-hmm. Really great. Yeah. So, highly recommend that. Pass on your loves, your passions, your things that made you uh, shine as a child. Mm-hmm. Brought you joy. Just had to give a shout out to Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Anything else? What do you think? I got another audio book. Let's end on some good news. <laughs> <laughs> How badass is this? Yep. I got another one. What you're going to be reading? Is it a secret? Is it going to be under wraps for now? Yeah, for now. Okay. But um, the way I got it was kind of funny, though. Like, so, you know, I finished the other one a while ago. Um, It's out now. It's called Liberty Brought Us Here by Susan E. Lindsay. And I had uh, contacted the... um, the publishing house the the company that published the audiobook and just to thank them you know for the opportunity and um i requested a high res photo of the um cover mm-hmm. so that i could market you know on social media or whatever and uh the lady that i worked with um came back and you know sent me the photo and thanked me for my time and all this stuff. And then she asked me if I'm interested, she could send me a list of the other available titles. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, yeah, that would be lovely. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she sent me the list yesterday and she said, yeah, just if you find one that you think is interesting that you'd like to narrate, just let me know and I can send you an offer you don't even have to audition and i was like what oh shit oh, shit and so i looked through the list and i picked one that um that i thought sounded interesting and um i got the offer today oh, without man. having to audition i am so stinking proud of you <laughs> beyond so, belief um so yeah that's that's happening and uh you know, I was, I, I don't know, I was thinking about it today and I was like, I so easily could have just never talked to that woman Left again. it alone. You know, there was really no reason for me to email her again, yeah. other than for the reasons. I don't, I, I could have very easily not emailed her. Yeah. And simply because I took 10 minutes and I sent an email with zero expectations. I was not expecting her to offer me a job. But I was, it was a it was a professional courtesy where you said, "Yeah. Thank you for your time. Yeah. I really appreciate it and it's just 
leaving on a good note in the event that something right. else came up. Right. And uh, and yeah, it led to this. So rock and roll. What I'm trying to tell you is be professional. <laughs> be professional. Follow send up. that send that grateful <laughs> email. Yeah. And all will be well. You'll get more opportunities coming your way. But I'm very proud of you, babe. Thanks. I think it's remarkable. And Thanks. we'll keep at it. So that's probably what's next on our project list is work on that Look new audio book. it this yeah. summer. Love it. Yep. So with that said, we're going to leave you be. But thank you all so much for listening. What do they got to do? Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That would be lovely, friends. Please consider. Please consider. Sub- okay, that's something. Just a, a little side note. We found this YouTube channel. Uh, I can't remember the name, but he's like a NASA engineer, and he does like science experiments. But at the end of every video, instead of going, subscribe, right? <laughs> you know, he just, it's just like plain text. Please consider subscribing. And I was like, that is so nice. It's so refreshing. That's such a courteous way to ask someone to subscribe to your channel. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to subscribe because that's really nice. <laughs> and uh, anyway, please oh, consider subscribing. Thank you, folks, for listening. We love you. We thank you for your time. And we hope that you have an awesome night. And you can email us at ourkidsasleep at gmail.com. Yeah. What do you want us to talk about? That's always nice. It's yeah. always nice to hear from you. And uh, and we love you. Have a good night, guys. Bye.